We're learning the third Sikhe on Parshas Mishpatim in Chalik Chofalef on page 138. The Shir today is being learned, Lilanishmas Rab Yasef bin Yamim bin Rab Menashe Koltman. Oifun Pasik, Karav Lesayf Parshasenu. The Pasik, towards the end of this week's Parsha, it says, Vayichtev Moshe es Kol Divri Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down all the words of Hashem. So Rashi stops on these words, and Rashi explains what exactly did Moshe Rabbeinu write. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the Torah from Bereshis until here, until the time of Matan Torah. And the Kasa of Mitzvah, and Moshe Rabbeinu also wrote down the Mitzvahs that Eden were commanded at Mora in the Midbar. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote here for the Eden, and this is before Matan Torah, as we'll see soon in the continuation of the Sikha. Pigiret Kama Pamim, we spoke already many times, as Rashi, Bipirusha Latayra, Mefarish, Pshutusha Mikra. So Rashi, in his Pirusha Latayra, only explains the simple meaning of the Pasik. So the question here is, Vos is the Hechrech in Pshutusha Mikra? What forces us to say in the simple understanding of the Pasik, as Moshe had geschrieben, Alla in Yonim Mibreshus Vat Matan Torah? That Moshe Rabbeinu here wrote down for Yidin all of the subjects, all of the stories in the Torah from Bereshis until Matan Torah. Ava pivas rubam is besigne from Asipur and nit besigne from Dvar Hashem. Even though the majority of those parshias are just telling us the story of the Ovis and so on, and they're not any divrei Hashem, which are the words of Hashem. Onoich mitzvah shenitztavu b'mora, and also in addition, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the mitzvahs they were commanded at Mora. How does Rashi know to say from the simple understanding of the Pasuk that maybe a portion of this was written? Or there were other words of Hashem that were written down. Similar. What exactly is, is, is pointing here to this in the Pasuk that it was written from Breshus to Matan and the, all the mitzvahs in the Tzavah Furthermore, in Pasuk Doshtet Vayichtav Moshe is called Divri Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down all the words of Hashem, this exact expression, it says it earlier in the Pasuk before, Moshe Rabbeinu came and related to Yidin the words of Hashem. What are the words of Hashem? The mitzvahs before Matan to separate from one's wife and also to uh, limit and not go up to the mountain. That's what Divri Hashem refers to. So what is the time the Shana is then Pirush from Vayichtev Moshe is called Divrei Hashem in them pasuk. So what is the reason why that Rashi would change the meaning of Divrei Hashem in this pasuk from the Pirush and Friedigan pasuk from the meaning of the words Divrei Hashem in the previous pasuk? Our film is a learning even if we would explain this and say as we bowed as mitzvahs Prishivak Bolas given an ein Molgan Inyan al Sachanot Zamatan Teira. This that Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu shared with Yidden what Hashem says as a preparation now for Matan Teira. So that was the those mitzvahs, Prisha and Akbala, was a one-time thing then for that time period as a preparation for Matantaira. Is the Farnet Mistavir as not if them but So therefore it's not reasonable to say that it's only regarding those mitzvahs that the Taira here is saying that Mesha Bena writes down. The fact that Mesha Bena was writing this indicates that this is something which is relevant for the future. Writing it down is, is having it written and established for all future generations. 
So therefore, it must be more than just a Prishavagbala that Divri Hashem means in the previous Pasik. However, the question still remains, Kemadach Lernen, you can still explain as the Vayichta of Meshe is Kailal, that Vayichta of Meshe would include Tzazamim mit Mitzvah's Prishavagbala together with Prisha and Agbala that it means in the previous Pasik. That it also includes all the other things that Moshe Rabbeinu communicated from Hashem to Eden that are, is relevant for that time period, but are also very relevant for later generations as well. And this is how Rabbeinu Bachaya actually explains it here. That what did Moshe Rabbeinu write down? The conditions that Hashem made with Eden for accepting the Torah, if you will listen to my voice and you'll fulfill my covenant, you'll keep my covenant. So why can't we say that that's the Vayichta of Moshe here in this Pasik? Why? What's bringing Rashi to say that it refers to Bereshis until Matan Torah and the Mitzvah Shenetzava B'mora? The question here on what Rashi says is even greater. Why? Because similar to what Rashi explains here, we find the discussion in Mechilta of Rashi is Mishana from Mechilta. However, Rashi changes from what it says in the Mechilta, but even as the Pirish from Rashi is the Loi Keman. And it comes out that what Rashi says here doesn't follow any one opinion of the Mechilta. The Mechilta brings dry days. In Mechilta, there are three opinions about this. What did Moshe Rabbeinu write? Mitchilas Bereshis Vatkan. From the beginning of Chumash Bereshis until here, until Matan Teireh. Rabbi Yoimer Rabbi says, Mitzvah Shenitztave Odomerishin. That Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the mitzvahs that Odomerishin was commanded. Mitzvah Shenitztave Bnei Noyach. He wrote down all the mitzvahs that the Bnei Noyach are all commanded. Mitzvah Shenitztave B'Mitzrayim. The mitzvahs that Yidim were commanded while they were in Mitzrayim. And then also Ubemara. And when they were in Mara here in the Midbar. And Vishar Kalamitzis Kulam, and all the other mitzvahs as well. Third opinion, Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, Betchilas in Oimer. What does the Pasik say in the beginning of this subject? And this is actually the beginning of Parshas Bahar, where the Torah begins with Bahar Sinai. So in the beginning there it says, Bishof Sa'aret Shabbos Lashem, Sheishanim Tizra Sadecha Vagaymer. This is the halachas of Shmitim Vyavlis, and then Brachas Vaklalis, and also the blessings and the Klalis that come in the following Parsha of Bechokaisai. And the conclusion after the end of Parshas B'chokaisa, the Pasuk says, This is all the laws that Moshe Rabbeinu taught Yidin. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote here. And Yidin said, they accept this upon them, as the Pasuk here goes on to say, that Yidin later said, Nasa v'nishma. Those are the three opinions, the way it comes, where it appears here in the Mechilta. Now, Rashi is of Mitzarif, the Ershet Tzvedeis Tzaman. Rashi seems to be sort of combining the first two opinions. The first opinion that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from Bereshus and Tilmat and Teira, and also the second opinion that Mitzvah Shenitztavu B'mara. So why does Rashi do that? Even if you would say that Rashi understands the two first opinions in the Mechilta as Rabbi, the second opinion, which is Rabbi, is Nitzshel Diash Tadeah. He's not coming to argue on the first opinion, nor I cooked myself Zainafir. He's actually just adding to the first opinion. As in Sugab, Sumitchilis Vereshis, Vatkan, 
In addition to writing the Torah from Bereshis until here, Zenon in the Aksivin Nichol Gavad the Mitzvah Shenitzava the Merishim Mechulu. In addition, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote also what Rabbi says: all the Mitzvahs that other Merishim was commanded, Noyach Mitzrayim Mara Kol Mitzvahs Kolam. So he's just adding. So therefore, Rashi could sort of combine both opinions here. But still, this doesn't fit with what Rashi actually says. Kamen Rabbi Nezogin. As thus is the Mokka from Pirish Rashi. This cannot be the source of Rashi. In Rabbi's opinion, he doesn't just say specifically those mitzvahs that were commanded in Mora, as Rashi says it. Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote all other mitzvahs from other Mirishim, B'nai Noyach, Mitzrayim, and all the mitzvahs. And this, uh, this is, includes what Rashi does not quote here. So Rashi is not following any of these opinions, not Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi's opinions, not Rabbi, and not Rabbi Shmuel. Naisif another point here regarding looking at this Mechilta as a source for what Rashi says. It says, It's difficult to say, that Rashi takes his words, or it's based on what it says here in the Mechilta. But the Mechilta is Mefarish, Nitem Pasuk Vayichtev Moshe. This Mechilta is actually not coming to explain the Pasik where it says, Vayichtev Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. Now the Pasik, Vayikach Seifa Abriz, Vayikra Bozneyam. The Mechilta is explaining a later Pasik here where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu takes this Sefer of the Covenant and that he reads from it in the ears of the people. And it's on that that the Mechilta says, It's not clear in the language of the Pasik from where in the Sefer Abriz did he read for them. And that's the three opinions that the Mechilta says, exactly what he read for the Yid. What does this mean, this haste? In other words, in Mechilta, the Mechilta is not bringing these opinions to explain what exactly was written. What was written in the Sefer? Rather, from what point did Moshe Rabbeinu here read for the Yid? If so, so from what it says here in this Mechilta, we can't prove anything regarding what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. As Kenzain, as in the Ksivat Moshe Kail given matter via the Kriya. It's possible that what was written is more than what Moshe Rabbeinu actually read. Ukadiyak Lashna Mechilta, as we see it from the exact words that the Mechilta says. It's unclear from exactly at what point in the Sefer Moshe Rabbeinu read for Eden. Meaning he didn't necessarily read it all and there's more written than what he actually read. So therefore, the Mechilta is addressing what he read. Rashi is addressing the Vayichtai, what was written. So the source of Rashi does not come from the Mechilta. Either way, what's not understood here, this Rashi is as follows. Besides the entire discussion whether Rashi is taking a source from the Mechilta or not, but back to the Rashi itself, it's not understood. From Vanet Nemt Rashi, Mikra, what is the source of Rashi in the simple understanding of the Pasik? As the Vayichtai of Moshe is given, Mibreshis of Matantaira, that Moshe Rabbeinu writes, all the psukim from Breshis until Matan and also mitzvahs, Shenitztavu B'Mara. And he wrote those mitzvahs that Yidin were commanded earlier in Mara. Weiter, later on here, another few psukim later. Oitzim Pasek, Vayikach, Seifah, Abris, Vayikra, Bozneyam. Moshe Rabbeinu takes the Sefer, the Book of the Covenant, and he reads it in the ears of the people. So Rashi explains the words of the Pasek, Sefer, Habris, what does this mean? So here Rashi says again, Mi Breshis, Vat Matan what was written from Breshis until Matan Teireh, and the mitzvah is commanded at Mara. 
So what's Rashi saying here? The time was Rashi Davto Habris. Why does Rashi have to give any interpretation for the meaning of the Sefer Habris? He's moving, so that's understood. What Freya Vetnit the month as Dasas Moshe had geschrieben is given the Sefer Habris. Earlier, it doesn't mention at all that what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote is referred to as a Sefer of a Covenant. What Moshe Rabbeinu wrote before was a Sefer Habris. Now the Torah is, is referring to it as such being the Sefer of the Covenant. And Ashi says it's the very same Sefer we spoke about before that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. The question though is, Why does Rashi have to repeat all these details? The details Rashi already said earlier when he spoke about what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. Nebreshes, Vadmatan Teire, Omitzesh, and Etzava B'mod, all these details. And at Nogedav Zogin, as thus is the Sefer, Shekastav Moshe. Rashi should just clarify, what is the Sefer Abris? It's that Sefer that we just learned before that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. Valderech, Loshna Rashbam, this is actually the language that Rashbam says. Sefer Abris, says the Rashbam, Dichsev Lamayla, it refers to what was mentioned earlier, Vayichtev Moshe V'gayim, this that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. So that's all Rashi should have to clarify here. Why is Rashi going over again the details of what exactly Moshe Rabbeinu wrote when Rashi said it before? Now, so seemingly we can answer, as Rashi does have to tell you specifically what, Meishar, what Sefer Abris includes in it. While in the Pasuk states, Pasuk says Moshe Rabbeinu took this Sefer Abris and read from it for the people. A state of it was on the However, it doesn't say what and exactly how much of it Moshe Rabbeinu read. Going back to the same point that we see that the Mechilta addresses. It's unclear from what point Moshe Rabbeinu read. So Rashi lets you know, as das was is given, what did Moshe Rabbeinu read from the Sefer Abris? He read from the beginning, from Breshis until Matan Teireh, and also the mitzvahs that were written in it. Which means, them ganzen Sefer Abris. That Moshe Rabbeinu read the entire Sefer Abris for you. That's what Rashi is coming to clarify. So he's not only coming to identify what the Sefer Abris is, but he's also, also actually coming to tell you what section of it Moshe Rabbeinu read. And he, and he read the entire thing. However, we cannot explain that this is what Rashi is addressing here. If this is what Rashi is coming to explain, Rashi then should stop on the words Vayikra. But what did Moshe Rabbeinu read? Vayikra Bosnayam. On the Rubzagan, and on this Rashi should explain us. Vayikra meant That what did, what did he read? He read from Bereshis. Rashi Shtaltzachabai Vdiverte Sefer Habris. Rashi, he stops on the words Sefer Abris, coming to explain what is this Sefer Abris. Rashi doesn't even add the Gaimer, hinting to the continuation of the Pasik that Moshe Rabbeinu read. So from this it's understood, as there is Eisen, so Mepharishzain, that Rashi's intention is to explain, not what it is that Moshe Rabbeinu read from the Sefer Abris, nor velach and sefer, then pasuk meint mit sefer abris. Rashi actually wants to just identify what is this sefer abris. So our question comes back: If so, So why does Rashi repeat what he already explained before regarding this sefer again with all the details? 
So what we have over here, the questions regarding the, uh, the Vayichtov itself. What brings Rashi to say that this is what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from Breshis to Matan Teira and the Bitzah Samara? There's no source for this in the Mechilta. Rashi must have a source from the content of the Pasuk itself. What exactly is the source of Rashi? And Rashi repeats this again when it comes to Sefer Abris. Why? We'll understand this all with looking at another word here in Rashi, in this Pirish when Rashi explains So again, what does Rashi say? And then Rashi says, So there's an extra word here, And he wrote, is an extra word. Rashi is explaining the words of the Pasuk. So if Rashi wants to say he wrote this and this, Rashi could just write that Vav and that's the first thing he wrote. And also the Mitzvahs of Mara. And it would be understood that this is included in what Meshach Rabbeinu wrote. Why is Rashi interrupting and writing again and he wrote the Mitzvahs? Is there be so to understand and explain all of this? We have to first look at Rashi's opinion regarding the timing of when we're talking about over here. When is this all taking place? So regarding this whole parasha here, where it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu going up to the mountain, is Faran There's an argument amongst the commentaries. Then the parasha is gezok gevaren. At what point this parasha is said? And when all of the occurrences that this parasha speaks about happened. Rashi learned, Rashi's opinion here is, This parasha was said before Matan before the Ebesha said the Ten Commandments. And on the fourth of Sivin, the Ebesha says to Moshe Rabbeinu, go up to the mountain. To say, so what this means is, as Eichtev Eichtev Meisha is given by Yom Dalit, Meisha Rabbeinu here wrote this Sefer on the fourth day of Sivan. On Ander Zachin, Vivayivem Mizbeach, Vachula, and the other additional things here, as the, what the Pasuk later says, that he built the Mizbeach, Zenefargakum in Biyem Ebe Sivan. They happened on the fifth of Sivan. This is Rashi's opinion. So it's basically the point is before Matan Teira. However, according to the Ramban and other commentaries is this Alts Noch Noch This is a parsha which is describing what happened after Abishta said Aseris Adibris after Matantera. Then the Abishta tells Mesh Rabbeinu come up to the mountain and that's when the Sefer was written, that's when the Mizbeach was built. So now Mitzad the Machlaikis and the Mzman, then the Pasha is Gizakivaran. Based on this argument here regarding the timing of when this parasha was said, There's an argument regarding the Pasik that says here, Pasik Gimel here, where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu came to Yidin and related to Yidin the words of Hashem, and all the halachas that Hashem has said. What Mishpatim did Moshe Rabbeinu relate to Yidin? Light Rashi, men called Divri Hashem, Kanal, according to Rashi, as was quoted before in this Pasik, when it says that Meshur Ben related to Yidin Divri Hashem, what is this? It's before Matan Teireh. So it refers to the mitzvahs Prishavag Bala. It refers to the mitzvahs of Prishavag Bala, as mentioned before, which were said for the Yidin to prepare before Matan Teireh. On Veskala Mishpatim, 
And what it says, additionally, that Moshe Rabbeinu related to Yidin all other halachists, what do they refer to? So Rashi explains also things that are relevant before Matan Teireh, which are the Zayim Mitzvah Shenitztava B'nei Noyach, the seven mitzvahs of the B'nei Noyach, and Veshabbos, the Kibbut of Eim, Upara Duma, Vedinin Shenitnolem B'mara. All these mitzvahs that were given for the Yidin in, in Mara. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu related to the Yidin here. That's Rashi's opinion, before Matan Teireh. However, according to the Ramban and others, refers to those things that we see in the Psukim in Parshish Yisrael that Hashem says after Matan where it says, You've seen that I've spoken to you from heaven. David says, It shouldn't make anything like, like what you saw in heaven. On, that's what it means when it says, by Yisapolem is called Ivri Hashem, the words of Hashem there, in the end of Parshish Yisrael. On mitkala mishpatim, then when it adds mishpatim, what does this refer to? Gantz, Parshish mishpatim, bisu the parsha of Amayisha It refers to all of the halachas that there are in Parshish mishpatim, till here, till this parsha of Amayisha Oma. That's the Pshad according to the Ramban, after Matan So now, on Otech, it looks between the two days, the difference here in the timing and exactly what was written in this, what Moshe Rabbeinu, the Seifa Abris. Bring in the Toichim from the Bris. There's a difference here in understanding what the content of this covenant with, with Yidin was all about. In Yonif von Abris, is to verstärken the Kishu Vechibur zwischen die Welchazene sich mishtatif in the Bris. The idea of a covenant is to strengthen the connection that there is between those that are participating in this covenant. In our case here, it's to strengthen the connection that there is between the Yidin and the Torah. And then, through the Torah that the gives Yidin, the Yidin then become connected to the Ebishter himself as well. That's the idea of a bris. But now, the question is, what aspect of connection here in this bris between the Yidin and the Torah is coming out? If he says, move on, so based on the argument we said before, we understand that there's two opinions about this. As Lloyd Rashi, as the bris is given, according to Rashi, that Moshe Rabbeinu writes this Sefer Abris, this is a covenant with Yidin and the Torah, before the Torah is actually given to them, is their bris, so then the bris can't be yet between the Yidin and the actual Torah itself. They didn't receive it yet. So what is the bris? The bris is The bris is regarding those things that the Ebeshter already gave Yidin before Matan and those things that the Ebeshter notified Yidin and did with Yidin to prepare them for Matan bris, And especially those subjects that the Ebeshter already tells Yidin, or that we have written already from the Torah, that will, will strengthen the bris of the Yidin with the Eibishter in order to be prepared to receive the Torah. What is this? Beginning with Bereshis, where Rashi explains, why does the Torah open up with Bereshis and not from Achredesh HaZelachem? It's letting us know about the creation of the world and that the creation of the world is for the purpose of Yidin and the Eibishter gives them the land. So it's all letting Yidin know who they are in this world. And that's not only the story of Bereshus itself, but as Rashi there itself, this explains why the Torah writes Mi Bereshus va'ad achaydish hazeh. From Bereshus until achaydish hazeh, that's all explaining Yidin, Kayach ha'maysav, higid la'amay. So this is all part of, and a very significant part of the Bereshus 
that there is between Yidin and Eivishter to prepare them for Matan Teira. So this is a bris to connect Yidin with the Eivishter in order to be prepared to receive the Teira. Or, or let me just go back a second perhaps to, to make that connection with the Yidin to the Teira in this matter of the subjects that there are before Matan Teira to prepare them for Matan Teira. However, according to Ramban's opinion and others, is that Briz given be eke verbunden mit die Dibris with Sivuyim, was the Rebishat ongesagt, noch mat Teire. According to the Ramban, what is the Briz here? The covenant is between the Yidin and the Teire. The Teire, those commands that the Rebishat already said to the Yidin after Matan Teire, and the halachas of Parshish Mishpatim, that's what's being written down. And this is the covenant between the Yidin and this section of Teire that the Rebishat already told Yidin. If he says, move on, so according to this one, this, we understand, as when the Pasek zokt, when it says here, that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down, the Ksivit, from the Sefer Abris, writing down this uh, Sefer of a covenant, the Sefer, was is verbunden mit dem Bris, a Sefer which is connected to the Bris, wie gesagt weiter in the Pasha, as it says later in the Pasha, that this, what Moshe Rabbeinu writes now, is the Sefer Abris, wird gemeint like Pirish Rashi, what this is referring to, according to Rashi, is, it's referring to all the words of Hashem that were already said to Yidin up to that point. That's from Breshis until Matan because the subjects from Breshis until Matan are all relevant to Kayach Mais of Higid letting Yidin know who they are and strengthening them to prepare for Matan on the mitzvahs, and also the mitzvahs, even were commanded in Mara, which also prepares them to Matan This is all, according to Rashi's opinion, that the concept of the bris here is as a hachana of Matan So it's the timing of when this is being written in the Pshut Mikra, which is what brings Rashi to say that it refers to what was said from Breshis to Matan and the mitzvahs, which are all the bris to prepare for Matan and the fact that this is being written down here now is not only in order to make it possible for Moshe Rabbeinu then to read from this Sefer Abris for the people. The very fact that it's being written down on parchment, that itself is a part of the very covenant. The very fact that it's being written down, that gives it an additional strength to confirm it, this obligates Yidin and it connects them more to the subjects that are being written here about who they are from the time of creation and the obvious, the whole entire history, explaining Yidin who they are in this world and including also those mitzvahs that they're preparing for Matan So this itself is strengthening that bris of Yidin as a preparation for Matan so that's the general explanation from where Rashi gets the teichen of what this bris is all about. Now we also can understand why Rashi divides this here, that in this sefer that was written here, there are two parts. Based on this we can say, as the tam was Rashi tzetelt mit dibede and yonim. The fact that Rashi adds that word in the middle here, and he writes v'kosav, and he wrote. And Rashi divides the two different subjects that were written here. First, the fact that he wrote the Psukim from Breshis Lamat and Teire. And 
Then separately, mitzvah and tzavah b'mada, that he wrote in it also, this mitzvah that they were commanded by mada, why is Rashi dividing this? Israel does an tzvah, because these are not the same. They're, they're being written in a different manner. What does this mean? Aleph, the first thing that Moshe Rabbeinu writes, Mibreshis vat matan teire, the sipo hamoiroiz cholo from Briyas ha'elam, businessman from matan teire. Writing down the stories of what occurred and what's relevant for Yidin from the time of creation until matan teire. Hatseiroiv ruba Moshe dafashribim besignoin ubitsura vizizenik suvim beteire lofaneinu. So the overwhelming majority of this, Moshe Rabbeinu writes down exactly in the words as the psukim that we have it in the teire that the way it's written. Why would we think and why would we say that there would be a reason for Moshe Rabbeinu to change from this language and these words of the Torah? As it sort of seems from Rashi's words itself, Rashi doesn't use an expression from He uses the term which is the actual first word of the Torah. So it seems from this that Rashi is saying that he actually wrote and carried on until Matan Ubimela is doesn't get the funksivas parshis shaltaira. So therefore, how do we define this ksiva? He's actually writing actual parshis of the taira that are until this point of the taira. But based though, then there's the other part that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote here, Vikosav Mitzvah and Itzava Bemada. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote those mitzvahs that Yidin were commanded in Mada. Was that any mitzvahs from Shabbos? Kibudavaim Paraduma Vidinin. As Rashi mentioned earlier, that it includes these mitzvahs here. So here we can't say that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the actual words of the Psukim where these mitzvahs appear in the Torah. Like for example, to write Zayis Chukas of what it says later in Parshish Chukas. Or Venesata Moshe El Elazar Kayim Or to write what it says there that you should give it to Elazar Kayim because those are things that only happened later. And we're all only commanded and happened at a later point with a Lazar Akayin. But at this point, Moshe Rabbeinu cannot write that Nusach. Is Mistaver, so therefore, it's logical to say, as Moshe Rabbeinu did not write them in a manner and with a version of the way it's actually written in the Psukim of the Torah later. Al Tzparshi is Shol writing down a portion, a section of Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the content and the subject of the mitzvahs. Koloshan Rashi v'kosav, mitzvahs. He wrote down these mitzvahs. Da is nitgeven gedek sivis parshia shol Here we don't define this as writing the actual parshas of teira. Not a gedek from sivis mitzvahs. Rather this is a different category. Moshe Rabbeinu is writing down mitzvahs. The number of mitzvahs that Eden were commanded at Mara. So it's a different kind of writing. Not writing down a section of Torah, rather just writing down mitzvahs. On Alderach says the Unterscheid, Zwischen der Vayichtev Moshe, Sorry, on Alderach says the Unterscheid, Zi, der Vayichtev Moshe is given, Farmatten Torah, Wie die Dei ist, as es given, As es given, Laachamatten, Oder wie die Dei ist, as es given, Laachamatten Torah. So to we understand, That there's a difference regarding this that we're explaining here, the Ksive, Moshe Rabbeinu writes, if it's all one Ksive, or this has to be divided into two, this is also a result of the timing of when exactly this Ksive takes place, before or after Matan Teireh. Lefnei Matan Teireh is then a given Tzveinyanim. If this is being written before Matan Teireh, so as explained, there were two different things that were written here. There's Parshi Yisat Teireh, there's the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is writing down certain sections of the Teireh. On Mitzvah Shenitzavah B'mon, and then there are the Mitzvah that he's writing down. 
So then when it says Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, it means that there are two categories in what Moshe Rabbeinu is writing. Kanal has explained before. There's writing sections of the Torah. And then writing down certain mitzvahs that they were commanded at Mordor. Not a certain section of Torah, but rather just writing down the content of these mitzvahs. That's if it was before Matan Torah. However, if we learn like the Ramban, that Moshe Rabbein is writing after Matan Teira, there's no reason to say that there's any distinction here in what and how Moshe Rabbein is writing. Rather, Moshe Rabbein wrote it all in the same manner. Not only the uh, things that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from what David just said right after Matan Teira and Parshish Yisrael, but also the Mishpatim, the mitzvahs, of Parshas Mishpatim that Moshe Rabbeinu writes, then he gets shivering about and during Moshe Alts Parshas Atayra. Velachan Hanalten the mitzvahs Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the actual psukim of Parshas Mishpatim that include all those mitzvahs of Parshas Mishpatim. So it's all one gather of writing. It all is categorized as Moshe Rabbeinu writing the mitzvahs of the Torah the way they appear in the sections of the Torah that we have them after Yisrael and in Mishpatim, in, in the end of Yisrael that is and in Mishpatim. That's the difference between Rashi and the Ramban. So now based on this, coming back to Rashi's opinion here, what Rashi says later on by Sefer Abris. The mit, vert verstandig, the tam, was kumdig zum Pasuk, vayikach Sefer Abris. When you come to the Pasuk where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu took this Sefer, the Sefer Abris, daf Rashi mevayer umefarjaim vos the Sefer Abris is. So Rashi has to explain and spell out what exactly the Sefer Abris contains in it. Why is it necessary for Rashi to repeat it all with the details again? The reason is, since Rashi explained before the Vayichta, if Moshe includes two different kinds of Ksivas, and Sveifashidene it's also categorized as two different types of writings. There's writing parshis of the Torah, and then just writing content of mitzvahs. On Doshtait Sefer Habris, Loshin Yochit. Here the Torah uses the singular term that Moshe Rabbeinu took, the Sefer Habris. So you may think that if there are two different categories of writings, so maybe of here when it says Sefer Abris, it's only one or the other, and not both. Rashi so therefore Rashi has to explain, as the Sefer Abris pashteit from the that the Sefer Abris actually includes both, even though different in Yonim that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, it includes all of it. That it includes both of what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote over here in this Sefer, the, from Breshus to Matan Torah, and also the Mitzvahs. And then, and what Ashi is coming to clarify, and also by specifying specifically that it includes both of these categories, so we now have a better understanding of what this Bris with Yidin included. Aleph, the Bris was, I've told of the this was a bris regarding Torah and learning Torah. And that's accomplished through writing certain sections of Torah, even though it's before Matan Torah. And seemingly this is being written there to encourage you just to prepare for Torah that's going to be given later. But nevertheless, there are certain sections of Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu already wrote at this point. So it's a bris between Yidin and this, uh, this, these parashies of the Torah, certain aspect of the Torah. Beis... Then there's the bris regarding fulfilling mitzvahs. 
And that is Durch Ksiva, by writing down, not in the Psukim or Parshis of Teda, but just writing down the, the mitzvahs. They even were commanded at Mara. So there are two parts to this bris. That's what Rashi is specifying this. When I'll be saying Yumtak, Beitz on this will understand better. After Moshe Rabbeinu reads to the Yidin, the Sefer Abris, how the Yidin gesagt, how did the Yidin respond? The famous response Yidin said, We will do and we will listen. So the two expressions Yidin said, that they are in, that they're in, in this covenant with the Teide, refers to the two aspects of the Bris. Nasa, the expression of that will do, this is regarding the mitzvahs, to do, to fulfill, that Moshe Rabbeinu read for them. Unishma, that we will listen and understand, is That is a bris regarding this, that Moshe Rabbeinu read for them, all the parshies from Breshis and Tlomat and Teira. And that is a given the Achone, the Hagdome, some limited Teira, the Kiyama mitzvahs, was Yidin of Mavzich Mekabel, given the Kanala, but this is all a preparation and introduction for Matan Teira, that Yidin are accepting upon themselves to learn Teira and fulfill mitzvahs from here going forward. Dorech der Kabbalah Kfula, by this double acceptance, and taking it as a covenant between them and the Teire, this is how they became fit and deserving to receive the Teire. That's a preparation for Matan Teire, according to Rashi's interpretation of when this happened before Matan Teire. This is the conclusion of the explanation of the simple pshat of what Rashi saying here in the Pasuk. Now from this, the Rebbe takes out something that we can understand what it says in the Gemara about how the Torah was written when the Yidin were in the Midbar. From the wondrous things that we can take out from this Rashi regarding what it says in the Gemara is as follows. In Gemara is Ishlakish. In the Gemara there's an argument between Abyechen and Ishlakish regarding the first time the Torah was written. Was the Torah given one scroll and then another scroll? What this means is, As soon as Hashem says a parsha, a certain parsha with a mitzvah, he immediately wrote it down on a scroll. And then another mitzvah, another scroll. At the end of 40 years, when he had all these scrolls, where he previously had written all the mitzvahs at the time when it was commanded to him, he connected them with the veins that's used from the animals to connect the parchments of the Torah. And he sewed it together. And then that was the Torah that they had, the first Torah that was written. That, that's, that's what Rashi says there in the Gemara in Gittin. Other, another opinion, Torah chasuma nitna. The Torah was given sealed. What does sealed mean? That Moshe Rabbeinu did not write them all in the beginning when he got the mitzvah of the Eibishter. He didn't write it until he got all the mitzvahs by the end of the 40 years, and that's when he wrote it all. The mitzvahs that Hashem commanded him in the first year or the second year, they were all organized by him in his mind, but he, would, he taught them also verbally, but it was not yet written. Until later, only at the end of 40 years, it was all written once together at the same time. Those are the two opinions in the Gemara. So Teisvis asks, on the opinion that says that the Torah was all written just at the end, and Frecht, and asks the following, Tame it. It's difficult to understand this opinion, because right here in Parshish Mespot, and what we're discussing, the Chseva Yikach Sefer Abriz, Vayikra Bosniyam, Meshur Rabbeinu takes 
this sefer abris and he reads it to the people. Upirish Rashi bepirish chomish. Rashi says on the chomish, the heinam ebreishis vatkan that Moshe Rabbeinu already wrote down the Torah from Bereishis until here, until Matan Torah. So how can we say that Moshe Rabbeinu did not write anything until the end of 40 years when he had it all already done and he heard everything from the Ebeshter and then when he had it all together, then he wrote it down. But here we see that what he had until this point, from Bereishis until Matan Torah, he already wrote it down and that's what he read to Eden. On Farenfret and therefore Teisus answers and gives a different interpretation to this opinion. The opinion that says that it was written chasuma does not mean like what Rashi says in the Gemara that it was not, none of it was written until the end of the forty years. He also agrees that it was written along the way when Moshe Rabbeinu got a mitzvah, but he differs just in one detail. So therefore, Taisa says it seems that the way you have to interpret this opinion is as follows: The opinion that says that it was written sealed doesn't mean it was written only all at the end. Rather, the point that he's trying to say is that it was written in, its, in the order the way we have it now in the Torah. Now, when when Meshach Rabbeinu heard the commands from the Ebeshter, he didn't necessarily hear them in the order that it was written in the Torah. Because in the, in the Torah we know, it's not necessarily written in the chronological order the way things happened. So therefore, the Yesh Parshish, there are Parshish that were actually said earlier, before what was written, when it came to be written, there were other things that may have been written before, but there, were, there are other things that were said before. So therefore, this opinion is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu waited to write it all in order. So only in a case where Moshe Rabbeinu knew that there's another parsha that David was going to say, and it's not yet to order the way the Ebesher wants it to be written. The was said first should also be written first. So he waited until the later partial was said, and then that has to be written first. And then he wrote it all in order. So that's the only difference between these two opinions here. According to one opinion, Moshe Rabbeinu immediately wrote what he heard. And then later on, he organized it in order. Second opinion is saying, no, Moshe Rabbeinu waited, and he only wrote it in the order that it's actually going to be written later. Okay, so therefore, there's no question from this that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from Bereshis until Matan because everybody agrees that it was written already before. The Maral is Masbir. However, the Maral over here in Guraria on the Apostolic here on this Rashi explains that no, Rashi that says in Gittin that the Pshad is that the opinion that says Chasuma Nitna means it was all written only at the end. As Pirish Rashi this that Rashi says over here that it was written already from Bereshis until Matan Torah before, is nit b'stirat It's not a contradiction to the opinion that says that it was all written at the end. Even if we're going to say like Rashi explains, that this opinion says it was all written just at the end. Because this that was written over here from Bereshis until Matan Torah was not written as a, as a, as a Sefer Torah. It was just written for the purpose of a mitzvah. On the Reber is, in the words of the Maral, This is not considered to be the first Sefer Torah that was written. Rather, this is a different thing. It's a Sefer, Habris, it's a Sefer for the covenant, for Yid and for Matan Torah. So the Gemara, Rabbi Yechen and Ishlakish are discussing the first Sefer Torah that was written. And one Mandoma says that that was only written all at the end. Here we're discussing a different thing. What was written as a Sefer Habris for Tzayrich Mitzvah for that time period, 
And that's, yeah, they did write from Bereish, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from Bereish's until uh, here, until Matan Teira. It's two different things. Now, Piana, based on the explanation over here that the Rebbe explained before in the Sikha about what was written at this point, Yumtak, this will be much better understood. Warum sins im ayesas diksive mibreishes vat matan teire is given by oifen haksive from parshis ateire. This that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote from bereishes until matan teire was actually the very psukim of the parshis ateire. So, so there, seemingly the question of Tesis is a very strong question because he this is actually writing a certain section of teire. Is a sabefort nitten gather from ksivis parshis ateire. However, nevertheless, it's still not. Categorized as writing Parshish Atera, not a tale from Sefer Habris. Rather, it's defined as being a portion of a Sefer Habris. Which includes also those things that were written in it just as mitzvahs, not in the Psukim, not in the order or in the Nusach of the Psukim of the Tere. On Zeishreiben, the mitzvahs that were written in it is doch given in ganzen andish from the Ksive the Parshis Atere. They're completely different from the language that are written in the Psukim of the Tere regarding those mitzvahs. So therefore, not only those mitzvahs, but the whole thing on the Beide Suge Ksive, both categories of what was being written here haben doch zusammengestellt ein Sefer Abris. This is what makes up this one Sefer Abris. So therefore, from this we can understand that according to Rashi. Even though there are two different parts to the writing here, but nevertheless, just like we understand that the mitzvahs that are written here has nothing to do with the Sefer Teire, it's not, it's not even written in that version at all of the Psukim of the Teire, so to even from Bereshus to Matan Teire, which is in the Nusach of the Psukim at Teire, but nevertheless, it's not exactly the Psukim at Teire. It's being written as part of a Sefer Habris, which is something else. And the fact that Teisvis does ask a question from this Rashi, is Yeshleima Ladasa Taisis, according to Taisis' opinion, and based on what we said before, we can explain it as follows. Bibalt, as the parishes was made shot Kishribim, Ibrashes, or Matan Tere, Zenenit Andish, Bitsurosan, Ulishainan, Vidiparshi, Saksuvis Lachis, Ebetere, these Psukim that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, from Bereshis until Matan Tere, and the actual words, and in the order, and every detail of the version of the way it was written, is not any different than the way it was written afterwards, as we have the Tere. Is Avapi as Moshe had in Sefer Abris, so they mitzarev given oich the mitzvahs shen itzarev b'mora. So even though yes, it's true that this is all part of the Sefer Abris, and Moshe Rabbeinu com- combined to this also the mitzvahs that were said by Mora. But then he gishirvin gavar and nitvi parashis atayre, and that section of the Sefer Abris is not being written like the parashis atayre. Is as a benit mevatel or the gereya. From them was the parshias, mibreishis, va'ad matan teire, zenananinim from ksivus parshias ateire. This does not in any way nullify or minimize the fact that the first section of the Sefer Abris contains in it the exact words of parshias ateire until matan teire. So therefore, Taisa says, this is a question on the opinion that says, chasuma nitno, that the parshias ateire were only written till the end, and therefore Taisa gives a new interpretation to that opinion. Well, Pisa Yumtak, but this we'll understand also better, was Taisus is Maitik from Lush and Rashi, Mibreshis Vatkan. Taisus only quotes from Rashi here when he asks a question that we see that Taita was written before already. What Rashi says from Breshis and until Matan Taita. On the Matnit Nemsim Lush and Rashi, Mitzvah Shinitzavu Bamara. He doesn't mention what Rashi says afterwards that this also, the Sefer Abris additionally had in it the Mitzvah of Mara. While, the Xivis Mitzvah Shinitzavu Bamara, Hot Keshaikhis Nit, La Shaklavatari and Taisis. 
The fact that in Sefer Abris there were also mitzvahs that were written, that's not connected at all to the discussion of Taisvis that we see Taita was already written before. Because the mitzvahs are definitely written not in the Nusach and the version that it's in Taita. The Kashi is now from Ksivis Bereshis about Matan Taita. The question of Taisvis is the fact that you have Bereshis until Matan Taita written here, was a Zagedah from Ksivis Parashishotaita. In Taisvis' opinion, because it's being written Kitsurasan and Belushainan in the same Lushan of the Parashishotaita, even though it's part of Sefer Abris, but nevertheless it also could be defined as Parashishotaita. And therefore Taisvis is asking from that, how could this opinion of Chsumanitna say that the Taita wasn't written until later? As Rashi is over, however, Rashi's opinion is, as Vival Beide in Yonik Sivis, and again, Ein Sefer Abris. Since both aspects of what's being written here make up one Sefer Abris, is a fillet, the Parshis, Mibreshis, Vat Matantaira, so therefore, even those Parshis, from Breshis until Matantaira, which are written in the same Sukkim of the Taira, Zenanitan Inyan Funk Sivas Parshis Shotaira. The point here is, is not to write a Sefer Taira, not an Inyan from Sefer Bris. It's the same words that are being written, but the point is something else. To write a Sefer as a covenant between Yidin and the Teireh to prepare, to accept upon themselves, to learn and to, uh, the, the Teireh and to fulfill the Teireh. So it's a different Indian. It's not this Indian of Ksivas HaTeireh, which the Gemara is discussing when exactly the first Sefer Teireh was written. Now we can undertake out from this Rashi, the wine of Teireh, the deeper Inyonim of Ksivas that we can take out from what Rashi says here. Yes, it's true, the entire concept of a bris is to create a, a, a connection between those that are making this covenant. This is the connection and the union between Hashem and the Yidin through Teireh. Is a bedo achiluk in the teichen a bris, tzide bris is gemach gevoren lifnei matan teireh, there's a very big difference in the content of this bris, whether it was before Matan Teireh, like Rashi's opinion, or after Matan Teireh, like the Ramban's opinion. Up until Matan Teireh, as the Medrash tells us, there was a decree, there was a separation between spirituality and the physical world, the worlds above and the existence below. So therefore it comes out as follows. As the bris from far Matan Teireh, if there's any covenant with Yidin before Matan Teireh, is Nechalt Geven for Bunimit and Gavre, Nitmit This is a bris between Hashem and Yidin to encourage them to dedicate themselves to the Teireh, to fulfill mitzvahs of the Teireh. But it's not a bris that actually has a power to transform and affect the very object of the world itself. Because before Matan Teireh, there's a disconnect and the Kayach of the Teireh cannot penetrate the very Mitzis of the Chefza of the object of the world itself. The Yisairim is, furthermore, Even before Matan Teireh, it was already accomplished through Teireh Mitzvahs a certain elevation and connection between the world and Hashem. However, that level of connection was to the degree possible before Matan Teireh. But not to the point where you can totally and fully transform how we define this world as a created being. Before Matan Teireh, if you take hide of an animal, no matter what you do with it, even if you form tefillin out of it, it's still defined as hide of an animal. 
After Matan you have the power to take that very object and transform it, and it gets a new get, it becomes holy, it becomes a chefza of tefillin, it's a completely new object. You completely change it, it's not, it's not a nivra anymore, it's not just a height of animal, it's a chefza of a mitzvah. That's the level of connection that was accomplished only after Matan but according to the opinions that this bris here that we're talking about was after Matan which is Nochin Aleph Bittel after Hashem nullifies the decree, the separation between spirituality and the physical world. And Beis Vaniya Maschel, it comes in a very powerful way where Hashem Himself begins this by coming down. And the Yisaitim is furthermore Gimel, as the Gemara says, the Chiddush von Anon Nafshik Sovis Yehovis, the novel thing that happened when Hashem Himself invests Himself and writes Himself into the Torah, the Rebish HaTzachalenka V'yochal Arangegemel L'Netzach V'Tomid in Torah. Hashem, in an eternal manner, and constantly, is there present in the very Torah itself. So therefore it's understood as the Yisachtus Met Torah, that the union with Torah, and in this manner as a covenant, had gepeilt tachlis or shleimus or aliyah bepchinas yitziel gamri from geder nivra. So at this point, if the bris is after matan this is a bris that accomplishes to completely leave the boundaries of a created being to be able to elevate the world to become a holy object, to become a part of Torah, part of a mitzvah. That's the difference between the kind of bris, the, the how we categorize this bris. But however, coming back to Rashi's opinion that says that this is before Matan Torah, there is a certain advantage to saying that this bris was before Matan Torah, even though seemingly the bris before Matan Torah is on a much lower level. If this bris is before Matan Torah, so what this points out is that even at that point, Yidin are making a covenant and using the language of the Mechilte, that even at that point, Yidin are preparing and they're connecting and they're becoming completely one with Hashem at that point. Connecting to whatever level of Teireh possible before Matan Teireh. And with the level of godliness that's here, that they are able to connect to even before Matan Teireh. Not the real level of El Yoinim, Hashem Himself, which is beyond creation, but at least with the level of godliness, which is attainable by a human being, even before Matan That's what Eden are preparing and connecting to in this bris. So if that's the case, his movements understood. After this unique preparation of this bris to the utmost possibility that they can as a human being, is the Zichoch, Valias, and Evroim, by Matan given Noch so then when Matan Torah happens, and now Hashem gives Yidin the Torah, the ability to get elevated to a much greater degree through Matan Torah, this comes and this affects them in a much greater manner. So here the Yidin prepared themselves that their Metzius of who they are was B'Shleimus, complete as much as possible with this bris, with this preparation before Matan Torah, so now, this that they make a bris and they receive the teta, that is actually not, not, not another bris, but this that they receive the teta, which is higher than the boundaries of creation, is able to penetrate them much deeper because then it relates to their mitzis, who they are after matan teta because of their perfection and their preparation that they made here. This is all according to Rashi. So there's a great advantage to this level of preparation before matan teta. 
But the opinions that say that this bris was only after Matan Teireh is Bishas Matan Teireh. So then at the time of Matan Teireh, Teireh given Lamaila Legamri from Madrigasam Vinyanam. The Teireh was completely above and beyond their level and their interest and their dedication. They didn't yet make any bris to dedicate themselves to any aspect of Teireh as what they were able to at that point. So the Ebesh is giving them the Teire, and this is coming completely from above, beyond what Yidin are able to reach, and without that proper preparation of Yidin to, to come to the utmost level that they can reach. So it didn't necessarily penetrate them with the same Pneumius, like it is according to the way Rashi explains this. Based on this, we could also explain the difference that was explained before in Sifei regarding the writing of what was written into the Sefer Abris, that according to Rashi, the Vayichtoiv included in it two different categories. Teire or Mitzvahs, the parashis from Bereshis to Matan Teire, which is one category, actual Psukim of Teire, and then Mitzvahs. And Rashi writes Vakosav, it's two different things. On late younger days, and the other opinions that say, is thus Ein Inyan. Then what was written is the mitzvahs from Parshish Yisrael and from Parshish Mishpatim, writing Teire, all just one thing. It's not divided into two different subjects. What's the difference here? So this is also connected to the point here of the way you didn't connect to Teire before Matan Teire or after Matan Teire. Mitzad Geder If we're talking about before Matan Teire, where it's a covenant with Yidin that are still working on their connection to the Eivishter within the confines of creation. Herzech is chalkos from Teiro Mitzvahs. So what's experienced here is a connection to a level of godliness where there are levels, where there's a distinction. There's what Teiro is and there's what Mitzvahs are. And they're not exactly the same. And therefore also in the Yidin's acceptance of this covenant, Nase, Bazunder, Umishpa Bazunder. There's two different things that Yidin say, Nase referring to the doing and the fulfilling of the Mitzvahs, and the Nishma, the listening and understanding, the learning of the Teiro. That's if it's before Matan Oh, but Mitzad But if it's like the other opinions that this is after Matan with the Creator, Hashem comes down to give the Torah. And Hashem comes down on, based on who He is. Completely. Where there's no definitions of any levels, of anything, of any Mitzvah, of any world. So the Ebesh gives the Torah as one Torah, expressing the oneness of Hashem, where there's no levels and distinctions in the Torah. Like Hashem Himself is one and absolute, simple unity, oneness. This is expressed in the Torah as well, that's given completely from above, expressing who the Eibishter is. Alas is ein Indian from Torah. It's all one subject of Torah. According to this opinion, is one ksiva, one category of writing Hashem's Torah, which is, expresses the absolute achtas pshuta of the Eibushter himself. That's the deeper understanding, the difference between Rashi and the Ramban regarding what was written here in this bris before Matan Torah or after Matan Torah.